You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast Week 1. Howard, we are midst of everything right now. Uh, we've waited a long time for the NFL season to come back around. We've put in all the prep work. Uh, we did all the draft guide content for all the seasonal things, but you know, DFS is where we're making our money this year. No doubt about it. You've done the watch list all week. I've done the quarterback coach. I'll have the DFS contrarian corners video out uh, this weekend as well. We have all the other coaches, all the other articles, getting everybody ready to dominate this weekend in DFS fantasy football. Uh, it's an exciting time to be back with you here, Howard, talking some uh, DFS. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm very excited about it as well. I'm very excited about this season. You know, have done you know a, a ton uh, of work, and you know, you obviously as well. Um, but I really wanted to like make sure that that this was a powerful DFS season for FA Nation. Well, for me and you too. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, one of the things that you know. Uh, that that you were really able to do over the last two seasons, you know, even with all the COVID nonsense and all that shit, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, you're you're very good at contest selection. You're very good at at digging through and finding the worthwhile contests to play that we can, you know, teach FA Nation how to stay away from the donkey contest. That you know, it's, 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 stop chasing this. When you can make all of this money doing it this way. And so so with that, and then the, the you know, just the knowledge of the game and the players and the matchups and all that. Um, I'm super pumped about this. I'm super pumped. I'm very excited to talk here about week one with you because you know, I did the watch list and I did a you know, you know, bunch of research on that. I'm curious as to your take, I guess maybe on certain games or certain players. Um, because I'm looking at, you know, releasing the playbook on Saturday morning and it's really not going to be that, I mean, I don't see it being that much different from what I've got in the watch list right now. Um, unless you kind of turn me on to some different plays. Yeah. No, and, and the one thing about week one of the NFL DFS season is a lot of the research that we've done for seasonal is what we're kind of leaning on here early on. You know, we know the players, now we're paying attention to maybe the matchups that they're going to find themselves in. We know the roles that these players have. We have an understanding of rotations. Uh, we have an understanding of offensive schemes and what we're expecting. You know, But now we bring in the price element to it all, right? And that's what makes DFS fun is that you're construction, constructing these lineups based off where you think the most value can be, where we're, we're incorporating lineup snack, stacks, you're incorporating Vegas totals. You know, There's a lot more to it, but a lot of our preparation so far is sort of carried over you know, from that seasonal work that we've done, um, as we head into the weeks, we'll be able to add in a different, you know, additional wrinkles that we've learned through, you know, DFS and, and more knowledge that we gain with matchups and players and whatnot. Um, you know, but these prices, Howard, were released like a month ago, right? That's the one right. advantage that we're all going to have here in week one when it comes to the value uh, that you're going to find in week one on a lot of these players is because, these sites are money hungry, Howard. They want to draw and put out and give the opportunity for everybody to enter as much as they possibly can as early as they can. So DraftKings and FanDuel and Yahoo and all these other sites, they opened up their week one contests in 
early August, you know, end of July to get people in, get people excited about the product that's coming. So we have some tremendous bargains that we're going to talk about. They're going to be chalk. We can go over whether or not it's good chalk or bad chalk, Howard. Uh, a, a conversation I love having every week when we do this this podcast is it's okay to play chalk sometimes. Other times it's worth fading in and going in a different direction. Um, but there's going to be some very, I think, high-scoring totals this week. Um, and then we're going to have to see the over-adjustments next week and take advantage of that. And then finally, somewhere around like week four, probably week five, uh, maybe some of these prices will will even out. But um, Howard, let's just jump into it now. You did the watch list. Obviously, I did the quarterback coach. Um, so we're going to hit up quarterbacks here first. Um, usual suspects are at the top of the quarterback pricing. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Of course, we can look at FanDuel if you'll have a particular price over there, Howard, or Yahoo, if there's a quarterback that you find that is a good value over there. But for me, I'm looking at DraftKings. Um, Patrick Mahomes, $8,100, tops the list. You have Kyler Murray, you have Josh Allen, and you have Russell Wilson in that 7K and above tier. My quarterback coach, the cover this week was Russell Wilson. The rest, the let Russ cook narrative uh, was the offseason story, in my opinion. Um, they brought as a Waldron over from the Rams uh, to to lead up their offense now in Seattle, expected to expand it, allow them to, to be more up-tempo, throw the ball downfield more. So for me, bang for the buck. Uh, I think Russell Wilson is my top quarterback of that top tier. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I like Russell Wilson a lot, and yeah, the seven grand on on Fanduel is on uh, DraftKings. I mean, is a great price. I love what the 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 change in the offensive scheme, uh, going from you know Pete Carroll's stodgy old Air Coryell system, where it's all about the power run and you know, and quarterbacks are throwing. I explained this on the uh, on the Fantasy Alarm show today. In the Air Coriel system, the quarterback's throwing to a spot on the field. He's not throwing to the receiver. And, you know, if you're facing more physical cornerbacks, um, they try to disrupt you, and so it, it makes it a little bit more difficult to get your timing down, no matter how often you've been playing with the guy. In the West Coast passing scheme, it's short, high-percentage passes, uh, the old dink and dunk that, you know, our boy Justin Fensterman absolutely hates when you say it. Um, but I think that, you know, that that Wilson loves it. I think that that it, it works better for him, Metcalf and Lockett. Um, I love the fact that he that he will probably uh, do a little bit more running than we've seen in the in the past couple of years. I dig him there at seven thousand. Um, if you're looking for bang for your buck in, in that range also, I really don't mind Aaron Rodgers at 6,800. I, I, Saints have lost a lot of players on defense. Marshawn Lattimore is not the, the same guy he was three, four years ago. Um, and I feel like that's like, that's another one in their range. And it's, it's, yes, it's a road game, but it's a neutral site because of, uh, of all the problems with Hurricane Ida. Yeah, my biggest thing here is what are we getting out of Aaron Rodgers this season? Obviously, he had the entire offseason where I think he played more golf than he did throw footballs. Um, and now he's obviously had training camp, you know, didn't participate in any preseason. Um, but I mean, you know, how committed is he going to be this year? There's certainly a worry for me there. He's coming off an MVP season. He committed to coming back. So you're hoping that the effort is going to fully be there. Um, the team around him, you know, it's still some kind of questions. They traded for his guy, Randall Cobb. They have Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Jones is still there. Um, you know, Rodgers is an interesting guy. I think he'll be rather contrarian this week. So I, I don't mind it in that sense. If you're going to go do your Rodgers and Adams stack, like, you know, last season, 
you know, that was money every week. You know, I think my favorite bet of the year last year was Devontae Adams' first score, you know, right? Like, right. Devontae yeah. Adams was the first touchdown of, like, every game those teams that the Packers were in um, because Aaron Rodgers only had eyes for him. So I think I think that's a really good, possibly contrarian play. Um, you know, another guy that I, I've been kind of had an affinity for, uh, for seasonal, especially in best ball, uh, was Jalen Hurts. Uh, you talk about what we want in fantasy in terms of, you know, upside production. And that's where guys like, you know, a Kyler Murray and a Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are always appealing because their running ability. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the same way. Jalen Hurts has, has a tremendous rushing upside as a quarterback. Uh, but we also saw him last year have a couple games where he threw for 340 yards uh, and back-to-back efforts against Arizona and Dallas at the end of last season. He gets an Atlanta defense that is absolutely trash. We're looking at a high game total. And the Eagles are actually uh, underdogs in this game. So, you know, if Vegas thinks the Falcons are going to be ahead, that might mean that Philadelphia is going to have to throw even more. You're getting $6,400 uh, on Jalen Hurts, a guy who put up a 40 spot last year during one of the games against Arizona. That type of upside in the mid-tier. His receivers are cheap if you want to try to stack them, whether it's Devonta Smith. Jalen Rieger, Zach Ertz, like all of those guys are super cheap. And Hertz has that upside to being the top scoring quarterback on a slate. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I in the uh, in the Westgate Super Contest, uh, Mish and I jumped all over the Eagles. We were like, how, how in the world is Atlanta a, a three point favorite? And, you know, in, in this one, Um I don't like Atlanta's defense. I, you know, listen, I can get, I can definitely get with, uh, with, with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, guys who, who, you know, mobile quarterbacks, uh, because you know what, what we like to see. One of the reasons why I love Kyler Murray so much this week also is that matchup that he's got. And I'm like, man, there's just you know against Tennessee, it's a trashy secondary. Um, and then the question was, is is the pass rush enough? to push the uh to force the quarterback out of the pocket on a regular basis and get that potential to run like we've seen mobile quarterbacks against teams with a, a garbage pass rush where they can just settle into the pocket and they don't really move like they they did maybe there's a design run here or there but you know more often than not though they kind of stay put does atlanta have that kind you know a good enough pass rush to kind of chase jalen hurts out of the pocket yeah, I would say the one thing with that when it comes to Kyler, he's definitely more of a, you know, a, a look to pass and then run, where at least for last year, while Hurts certainly stood back there and threw the football, they did run a lot of RPOs for him. Um, you know, they, they had a lot of design runs and take, you know, make use of his athleticism. Um, and while I don't think we're really looking at like Lamar Jackson level rushing for him this year, I, I think there's going to be enough rushing upside for you know, if he makes a mistake or two and throws a pick, his 60 yards rushing will kind of counteract that a little bit. And maybe he finds the end zone uh, there as well. So, I mean, for me, it's it's just, you know, you look at the matchup and, and the price point versus what you can put together in a stack, you know, because I think we're going to be looking to spend up for some of these running backs probably this week. Um, you know, when we get to that position, you, you want to find value in other spots. Um, you know, Hurts to me, I, I think sort of fits the bill there. Uh, and also in that tier, I actually think this is a, maybe the best possible matchup for a rookie quarterback making his NFL debut. You have Trevor Lawrence against what I think is the worst team in football in the Houston Texans. Offensively, there's a lot of talent there. There's LaVisca Chenault. There's DJ Chark. They brought in Marvin Jones. I think it's going to be one of the more underrated signings 
uh, maybe in this entire offseason. Uh, and James Robinson, we know, can be that three now and back. Um, and you're getting Lawrence, who, again, during the preseason actually looked like the number one overall pick. He was able to throw the ball, uh, you know, with some zip. He connected on, on touchdowns, uh, you know, with Marvin Jones, with LaVisca Chenault, like some real touch on those passes. I think he's going to go into Houston and get that first win. I really like that offense. And you're getting Lawrence at 6,200. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, you know, the, the problem that I have, and it's it's not a huge problem. I mean, you're definitely making sense. The problem that I have, obviously, um, is that I just don't know what to expect from the Jaguars right now. Like, you know, is is Urban Meyer going to have them slinging the rock? Is Urban Meyer going to go with a run-heavy scheme? You know, when he when he had Ezekiel Elliott at uh, at Ohio State, it was a run-first team. It really was, and it was you know it countered really what the uh you know what what Meyer and and Ohio State really used to do there um and so you know you you do have that possibility that Meyer says that Meyer just plays it a little bit more on the conservative side and runs heavier and you know and and that that just kind of limits the upside I think for Trevor Lawrence yeah I would say that having Ohio State Ezekiel Elliott's a little different than having James Robinson in the NFL. Um, is but, it though? Yeah. I mean, I think so. You're looking at college where Ezekiel Elliott's literally the best player on the field, um, you know, for Ohio state and, and basically whoever they were playing for the majority of the time. Dude, this uh, is Jacksonville, Houston. You tell I me a know, better player listen, than James not, Robinson. Listen, it's not a sexy matchup in terms of team name, but <laughs> I think that, I think there's upside there. Uh, who's, last guy, who's last tell last me who's a better player on the field than James Robinson in that game. I, I mean, I think LaVisca Chenault is, is an outstanding player. Oh, my God. You and really you're 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 of that breed. You're of that group, that LaVisca Chenault fluffing group. Oh, what do you on. mean? LaVisca Chenault fluffing group. The dude is incredibly talented. He was set up for a huge role increase this year until they got ATN. Now ATN's out of the picture. Chenault is a guy that is versatile. He can be out of the backfield, but I think they're also going to work on featuring him more in the passing game this year. I'm telling you, the way he was used during the preseason, he had a lot of connection with Lawrence in those games. I, I think Chenault uh, is a very talented player and, and bound for a breakout year, personally. So, um, yeah, uh, if you want to call me a Chenault fluffer, I'll take that insult uh, or compliment, maybe. That's fine. Uh, and you want to be my latex salesman. Yeah, you know how the last 6K guy for me is Matt Ryan. Um, I kind of have an ongoing joke. Um, with a couple of my friends who play NFL DFS that you roster Matt Ryan, you turn off the TV for three quarters, you turn it back on about like a couple minutes left in the fourth and there's 25 fantasy points waiting for you. Uh, the other three quarters, he's probably the worst in, in fantasy. Um, but I mean, again, matchup against Philadelphia, it's, you know, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, you know, it, this should be a game where Ryan, who has attempted the most passing attempts in football over the last handful of years, is just chucking the rock again. So yeah, well, no, I mean, is he? It's a new coach. It's a new scheme. It's you know Arthur Smith who likes the run first approach. Mike Davis is not getting Derrick Henry volume. I'm not. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not can saying that stop? Mike Davis. Stop. Stop. I'm not saying that Mike Davis is getting Derrick Henry like carries. Okay, but you can you can you can definitely 
cut down his carries and still not have Matt Ryan throwing 40 times a game. Matt Ryan, there's no way that, that Arthur Smith is running an offensive scheme where Matt Ryan is chucking the ball 40 times a game. I don't care how how bad their defense is. It just doesn't make sense for what we know from Arthur Smith. I'll have to see it. I don't think you go to a team and take what they do poorly but well, I guess. And then you you add a 30-year-old running back on a one-year deal and try to implement the offense that you've been running with when you had the best running back in football. I think you take a look at the field. I have Calvin Ridley. I drafted Kyle Pitts with the fourth overall pick. It's not to run the football, Howard. It's to throw the football. So uh, I, I think that there is uh, some upside here uh, with Matty Ice in this matchup against Philadelphia personally. All right. Okay. Any val- any value guys sticking out to you, Howard? Um, value for me? I got to go with Sam Darnold, dude. You know that. Love that. You know that. Like, you know, I mean, so we're not, we're not going to sit here and talk every single quarterback uh, on the slate here. So I will just say this. Paying down for Sam Darnold, 5000 on DraftKings. He's a great bargain on Yahoo as well. Solid bargain over on, um, you know, on, on Dr- FanDuel too. But, you know, listen, it's the revenge game narrative. Um, I love the offensive scheme that they run in, in Carolina. He's got Christian McCaffrey supporting him. He's got fantastic wide receivers. Robbie Anderson's also on a revenge game narrative here. I mean, there's so much to like about Carolina this year. I'm very bullish on them. As much as as good of a coach as Robert Saleh is, and, and he is, he's a very good coach. And he's got a great defensive mind. The problem is that he just doesn't have the personnel to pull it off, right? That's, to me, that's, you know, the the big issue. He might be the greatest coach in the world. But if you don't have the players, if you don't have the guys, then what are you going to do? He's got like four rookies sitting in in his secondary, you know, right now. So Sam Darnold on the cheap, I think, is a a great play. And in GPPs, I'm gonna stack them. I'm gonna I'm gonna stack them in different ways. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna try a Darnold McCaffrey Anderson one. I'm gonna go uh, Darnold McCaffrey Dan Arnold. I'm gonna go, uh, you know, two Charles wide Marshall. receivers. <laughs> I, there's there's so many different combinations that you can go uh, with this Carolina stack. So I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and and you bring up a good point. If you go to the running backs here, you know, Christian McCaffrey back healthy is $9,500. Uh, it was two seasons ago, Howard, that if you didn't play McCaffrey pretty much regardless of his price tag, you weren't winning uh, your GBP that week. Are, are we in that same belief right now heading into week one that you just start your lineups with McCaffrey and build around him? I don't want to do that. I really don't. But, you know, I, you know, again, it depends on where the value is on the slate, you know, like I built I built a lineup. It's Darnold, it's McCaffrey um, and it's Robbie Anderson. But, you know, my other wide receivers are like Marquez Calloway and uh, and Jerry Judy. Right. Guys who are on the cheap uh, for that. And and so. You know, I don't I don't want to get locked into, especially in cash games. I just don't want to get locked into McCaffrey 
at that regular price. It's it's always such a pain in the ass. It is, um, you know, but you know you'll you'll be wondering uh, or cheering for him, you know, probably by halftime when he's got you know three total touchdowns and a hundred total yards because. Christian McCaffrey. Listen, I, I agree with you. It, it, it sucks like knowing that $10,000 of your budget is, is going to him every week. Um, you know, you're, you're just playing against the odds there in uh, large field GPPs. Like, yeah, you, you got to go a little bit contrarian. Maybe to me, Chick McCaffrey is just a good shock. And right now, because it is week one and, and the sites were behind, um, you know, the eight ball when it came to where value guys who emerged, I think this is the week where you comfortably put him in there. Cause like you said, there's, you don't have to use a receiver like above 4,500 this week. You have, there's like wide receiver ones below 4,500 that are going to get targets in a full PPR league and fan and, um, and DraftKings and, you know, touchdown upside on FanDuel that like you can fit him in. So, uh, McCaffrey is obviously, I think a great, a great option. Not going to sit there and, and say much about him. Um, uh, over for, uh, Adam Ronis today did the Yahoo DFS video. Uh, he had Alvin Kamara in his video as his top running back play. Uh, Kamara on DraftKings is $8,600. He gets his matchup against Green Bay. No Michael Thomas. You know, what are your thoughts here on Kamara? Hmm. You know, I, in, in all honesty, I, I didn't really give it a whole heap of a lot of thought. Um, you know, you look at, you know, you look at the saints and you've got Jameis Winston, I'm sure Taysom Hill is still going to, you know, rear his ugly head uh, for some, you know, red zone poaching there. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be invested heavily in Kamara. I just don't see him with the parts that are around him right now, and knowing that, like, like if you're Green Bay. And you know that you've got good, solid defensive backs who can handle one-on-one coverage against a bunch of ragtag wide receivers. Like, who the fuck are these guys? Right? And then, you know, and, and so why wouldn't Green Bay stack the box to try and shut down Alvin Kamara? Well, in, in uh, week three last season against Green Bay, and I believe Michael Thomas is already out of the – out of this by then. Now they did have Drew Brees, a little bit different, but uh, Kamara had uh, 13 catches for 139 yards and two scores. <laughs> so I agree with you. They can sack the box if they want, but Kamara's skill set, especially when Michael Thomas is off the field, uh, isn't necessarily as a runner. Uh, he did have six for 58 in that game on the ground. Um, you know, but during that stretch without Thomas, uh, Kamara had games of eight, nine, 14, 10, and eight targets. So I think that's how they plan on using him. And it's not as like a dump off option where Jameis Winston isn't a guy who checks down. They split Kamara out. They have him run actual routes to get open and be part of the passing attack. So uh, again, I, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, especially I think there's running backs that are cheaper than him, but knowing that this is a, especially DraftKings full PPR and the role they had without Michael Thomas uh, last season, uh, there is, um, you know, at least some interest there, I think, especially for game stacks. Uh, cheaper than him, though, there's Nick Chubb. And I know that you bought, like, the Chubb Flutie Flakes, right? The Chubb Crunch or whatever Chubb they call it. Chubb Crunch, that. baby. Yeah. So I, I I must assume you were in on Nick Chubb this week against Kansas City. Did, did you hear me talking about that? 
Yeah, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> I am so excited for breakfast on Sunday. I got to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I'm in on Nick Chubb for cash games. <clears throat> I don't necessarily know if I, like, all right, so the best way for Cleveland to beat Kansas City in Arrowhead is to run the ball heavily and just keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible. And that's just it. Kansas City has never been good against the run. So, I, you know, again, so, but, you know, the question is, is if Kansas City puts up some points and this game turns into a little bit of a shootout, um, what happens in the second half? You're not just going to try and kill the clock with Nick Chubb. Um, you're going to, you know, you're going to go high octane. You're going to run the ball with Chubb, but you're also going to bring in, in Kareem Hunt. For me, Nick Chubb this week is a cash game play because I love his floor, but I don't know if I'm going to use him in a GPP only because of that game flow could take some of that upside away. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting too the status of Odell Beckham Jr., who now is apparently questionable of the even play as he comes back from his torn ACL. I, I thought all can be was ready to go, but now he's on the injury list. If, if he doesn't play, they may have to lean more um, on the run there. Uh, and, and Chubb in that playoff game averaged over five yards a carry. Um, and Kareem Hunt only had one target. So kind of interesting, you know, in that playoff game, they didn't really feature Hunt much in the passing attack, even as they were chasing behind uh, Kansas City there. Um, mid-tier here, Howard, any, anybody jumping out to you? I know there's uh, at least some that I'm looking at. Mid-tier running backs? Yeah. Oh, dude, there's 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 a ton of them. Uh, give me all the James Robinson, right? I mean, mm-hmm. why, why, why wouldn't we? Um, I love Raheem Mostert against Detroit. That That's almost a no-brainer for me. Um, yeah, I would say those are, those are probably my top two in the mid-tier. Yeah, Mostert, uh, again, uh, it's a rotation at the running back spot, but Mostert's their lead guy if he can stay healthy for that game. Um, you, you know, there's definitely going to be upside for him. Um, and, and I agree with you, Robinson, were the two that I, I had my eye on. I also have some affinity for Miles Sanders against Atlanta. Um, you know, they didn't really use him at all during training camp because my belief is to keep him healthy. He's, he is their lead back. Um, now he's going to lose some of his pass catching duty. And I know that, you know, to that is, is a downgrade for some. But, you know, he's a guy that is, is a home run hitter that, you know, has big run upside. He can score touchdowns. And even last season, you know, missing games, he averaged over five yards a carry, uh, had 867 yards and six scores. And if you look at the games in which, um, you know, he played with Hurts there, he was actually very effective as well. He had a 32 fancy point game in week 14 against the Saints. He had 18 fancy points in week 16 against Dallas. So, um, again, the potential is there for him. You know, if you're game stacking, maybe you want to get some action um, going going there. Uh, value plays, Howard. Are you are you looking at anybody that's jumping out to you here? Um, no, I you know I I really don't think so. You know there are so many there are so many situations that kind of seem up in the air about it. I mean, you know, I mean we're we're doing main slate, so you can't put Tyson Williams uh in into play. I don't I don't really think that there is anybody at the low end. Who I would trust. I mean, could you possibly look at Trey Sermon and assume that maybe he gets the uh, 
the second half work if San Francisco blows out uh, Detroit. But yeah, overall, I, I would say that there is there's probably no way I'm going to pay down lower than probably probably not lower than Robinson. Interesting. Are you in the camp of Edmonds or Connor? No, I don't no. know. I, I mean, a I, I don't like Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I don't like him as a play caller. Uh, Edmonds as the pass catcher, Connor as the the early down back. I mean, you tell me who's who's going to see enough touches uh, in that offense that calls like sixty eight percent. I think it was pass plays. Like, where are we at? Well, I think, I mean, I think Edmonds has the appeal in PPR formats. Um, you know, I think the one thing that I talked a lot about is kind of the constant of Chase Edmonds in this Kingsbury system. You know, David Johnson there, gone. Kenny Drake there, gone. And Edmonds has always been the guy in, in all reports um, is that Edmonds is their lead running back heading into the season where Connor is there for short yardage and maybe goal line. Um, you know, there's that stat that's always been floating around that Chase Edmonds has like one goal line carry or one carry inside the five yard line over the last three years. Um, uh, but they, they like to leave out the fact that he has like four, uh, four receiving touchdowns in that same range, because what they do is they spread them out. They leave Kyler Murray, the option to be the goal line back. Cause he had 11 rushing touchdowns last season, uh, or they were throwing to somebody like Chase Edmonds a couple times or other receivers. Uh, so I think the Connor thing is a bit overblown. I actually like Edmonds. Um, 4,600. If you're game stacking and you want a cheap running back option, you know, Edmonds can see five targets in this game. So, um, you know, again, just, just throwing the name out there. doesn't have to be a, you know, a core piece of your build, but that's my value, at least target there. But there's a lot more value at this next position. Uh, wide receiver, Howard. Um, if I'm giving you one top tier guy for me, it's Calvin Ridley, 7,900. He's, he's my guy. Calvin Ridley is your guy. No question about it. Huh? I, <laughs> Give me DeAndre Hopkins all day long. Like, I, I get it. I, I love Calvin Ridley, too. But, I mean, Hopkins is 100 bucks cheaper on DraftKings. The, the trashy Tennessee secondary is just as bad as Atlanta's. They're both terrible. So, is it, is it what, that there are more mouths to feed in Arizona? Uh, I just like the matchup. I, I think that Ridley is going to be the one that has the bigger game here against Philadelphia. I see what you're saying. It's a hundred dollars cheaper. Um, I've just been invested in this, this Ridley, Matt Ryan stack. Again, he Ryan $6,000. So, you know, that, that's, that's where the appeal is to me. Um, I guess if you want to go one off, I mean, listen, Hopkins was what the number two guy in targets last season. So there's definitely a lot of potential there. I know he's not even on the injury report. Um, after being, you know, listed as, you know, undisclosed reasons um, throughout the preseason. Um, yeah, I'm not really buying into the the other options, you know, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. Like, no, I'm not really there. But I just like this matchup. I think Ridley is in a really great spot. And Ryan, I'm anticipating still throwing as much as he did before. All right. I mean, listen, I, I, I like Ridley, and I will be building lineups that will include Ridley, no doubt about it. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute that with you. I'm not gonna say it's not a great play. I will have, you know, exposure. Um, you know, but I mean again, I'm also gonna have exposure to Devontae Adams. I'm gonna have exposure to 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 Ridley, to Hopkins. I'm probably gonna I'm gonna have exposure to DK Metcalf uh as well. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, the, the, the that next group of guys, um, you know, Metcalf at 7,500, I, I think, is, is in the fantastic spot uh, for sure. I like Lockett at 67. I'll even, you know, you like, you know, this Tennessee-Arizona matchup. You know, Julio Jones, this may be like one of the few times he's fully healthy, right? Like Julio Jones yeah. against Arizona <laughs> at 6,800, right? Like, could be a good play. So there you go. That's So you go... Right, you go Kyler Murray, um, and you go with DeAndre Hopkins, and then coming back, you know, I end up using uh, using Julio, or I could use Julio and AJ Brown. Right, all sorts of crazy stuff. Really is, really, really is. Uh, I said there was a lot of value wide receiver. I like all the Jacksonville guys. I know uh, you are unsure. You know, Chark is fifty eight hundred dollars. Chenault's 5K. Marvin Jones, I think, is even cheaper. Um, scrolling down here, I had a yeah, $3,600 is Marvin Jones. So, like, Lawrence and any of those receivers, I think, are great stacks. I mentioned Jalen Hurts um, is, a, is a guy that I really like today at quarterback stacking. Jalen Rieger is $3,700, and Devonta Smith is priced out at $4,500 against Atlanta. So, really, like I mentioned, you can go wide receiver, three guys, all under 5K, and have some wide receiver ones there. Yeah. You could, wait, wait, give, the, give me that one more under 51. I said under $5,000. There's There are wide receiver ones on the board that you yeah, can Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Well, all right. So you consider Chenault the number one. Well, I think he could be there, but but also you have Marvin Jones at 36. Yeah. Corey Davis, 49, Jerry Judy, T. Higgins, you know, Devonta Smith at 45, Tyrell Williams against San Francisco at 44. Like, there's a lot of – Michael Pittman is 41. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's a shit ton of value at the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you don't have to roster a wide receiver over 5K. No, <clears throat> you don't. And, again, see, and here's the thing is that, you know, I've looked at, at certain things and – you know, if I'm building a cash game lineup, I love Kyler Murray as a cash game play. Um, you know, I love being, you know, we're spending up for running backs, it seems. You know, there's not a lot of value down there at the running back position. And then, I mean, if we're going to talk tight ends also, right? Like, why would you use anybody else but Kelsey when you can go with all of these cheapy wideouts? Right. No, 100%. I mean, like, you know, th- those are just some of the guys that rattled off and, like, the 4- uh, 4K tier there. You know, Pittman's 41. Paris Campbell's 36 if you, you know, currently healthy. Or, sorry, 37, currently healthy against Seattle. Jalen Waddle is $3,600 there. We talked about Marquez Callaway. He's 3400 If you wanted to, and I tweeted this out uh, during that preseason game, but if you wanted to go Jameis Winston, Marquez Callaway stack, uh, it's going to cost you like fifty four hundred or eighty four hundred dollars uh, in week one. You know, like there there's a, a lot of value uh, at the receiver position that I think, you know, you go to these cheap guys, you pair them up with your one guy that you like Hopkins, Kyler Murray, you know, Michael Pittman at forty one and, and Devonta Smith at forty five or something like that or Marquez Calloway at thirty four. And then you could probably go ahead and pay up for double running backs and get a good tight end in your lineup. I mean, Kelsey, I agree. Kelsey is a, is a top-tier tight end. He had 10 catches for 133 yards um, in the Super Bowl against Cleveland. He had eight for 109 in a score. You know, like $8,300 elite, elite production there 
at the tight end position. And it's a big jump after him, right? George Kittle against Detroit, which I think a lot of people would pivot to, um, is $6,300. For me, I again, I look at Kyle Pitts, and he's 4400 He's not really a tight end. They're going to use him as a wide receiver. I don't care what people designate him as. You know, if, if you're anticipating the pass-first offense, which I am, because they use the fourth-round pick on what is essentially the best, you know, potentially the best tight end in, in the generation of the game, you know, the fourth overall pick in Kyle Pitts, you know, 4400 is a super appealing price tag. No fan against the Giants, 4300 We know Teddy Gloves is not going to be throwing deep to Sutton. He's going to be looking uh, likely at Judy and Fan. So I, I think the mid-tier for tight end is great, but, you know, Kelsey and, and Kittle are certainly the top two options. Yeah, I, and listen, and uh, you know, on DraftKings, yeah, I'll I'll pivot down to uh, to Pitts. There's no question about it. I mean, 4400 is an insane price i mean he's like what 6500 on on fanduel yeah they, um, they bought, he's the third highest price tight end on fanduel and he's like the 12th price price tight end on DraftKings. yeah i mean you know and, and so it kind of makes sense there especially just given the amount of of targets that he that we are expecting him to see out of the tight end position but you know unless it's on DraftKings, um i mean well on DraftKings, i'll have exposure to two maybe three tight ends that just being uh kelsey and and pitts pitts for the bargain price there um Mm -hmm. i mean i get what you're saying about noah fant there's always you know it's it's uh, we've been saying stuff about noah fant for three years now right and i'm not you know i'm not i i think with teddy it's definitely a better situation for him I was saying he, he hasn't been bad though he had 62 catches for 673 yards last year you know, the quarterback play just keeps on like limiting what I think his upside could be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to see what it, does Teddy look for him in the red zone, too. That's no, 100%. As well. 100%. I agree with you um, there. Uh, I think Zach Ertz is a volume play again. I'm kind of drinking the Andrew Cooper water on this one. Um, he's been in my ear about Ertz, um, at, especially at his value, um, you know, on all formats. You know, he is $16 on Yahoo. Ertz is $5,000 on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Ertz is $3,800. You know, they talk about how Goddard's going to be the guy brought in to to pass block, you know, on those two tight end sets uh, to be the pass catching uh, tight end there. And you look at those games in which, um, you know, in which Hertz was the quarterback, seven, seven, and six targets for Zach Ertz in those games. Now, you know, two, three, and three catches, but, I, I'll take we, you and I had this argument a bunch of times. Give me the targets, and I'll hope that the production comes. Did I sell you on it? Uh, partially. Okay. <laughs> Is there any other value tight ends on you on your radar? Are you a Gerald Everett believer? I mean, I like Gerald Everett for seasonal. Again, when we're talking about DFS right now, I just. I I honestly, especially with with all the value that you pointed out, what's the point right. of paying down at the tight end position and speculating on some of these guys? Like you know, like listen, I can use Dan Arnold in a in a Panther stack, right? And that's he's only twenty six hundred, and that's you know, and that's great. But the question is, is if you don't have to, if they're giving you, like, let's say you're not. Uh, a multi lineup person. Let's say you only build like two or three lineups at the most, right? I think you're putting yourself at a disadvantage um, 
if you're gonna if you're gonna try and screw around with you know you know Jordan Aikens or uh, Anthony Ferkser or Gerald Everett even you know I mean we just we don't know what to expect from from Everett there I know Coop likes you know Johnu Smith and uh, I'm sure he likes Hunter Henry as well and those guys are 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 cheaper but you know again it's the Patriots offense how do you know who's getting the ball. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I'm not in really getting on the Patriots offense. We didn't talk about Mac Jones. I did put him in the quarterback coach, but he's four thousand dollars. So I mean, of like, of course you did. You know, I mean, he's 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 your free punt quarterback because I did a lineup with Jones in it that got me Chris McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and like you know, plenty of other talented players. You know, like they're they're you know, if you want to go complete punt at the quarterback and hope he throws a touchdown for you, there there's potentially a payoff there. But you're right. You don't need to really take the risk at tight end. There's there's the upside and value um, at the other position where you know guys are guaranteed getting targets. Um, Howard, let's close this out. We're talking defenses. Uh, $3,200 at home. You have the Washington football team against a Chargers team coming cross country. I know Eckler was off or, or practicing today. So, you know, looks like he's going to be good to go. But, you know, this is supposedly the best front seven in football. $3,200 at home could be racking up a lot of sacks, turnovers, fumbles. You know, are you afraid of this Chargers offense at all? Um, am I afraid of it? Um, yeah, maybe a little. I mean, Washington's defense, great pass rush. Chase Young is fantastic. I mean, you know, where where, where do you sit with them as far as like, their secondary goes and where do you sit with them uh, as far as their linebacking core goes? Like, do they have, do they have the linebackers um, who can, you know, kind of handle the tight ends in in some coverage there, Kendall Fuller and William Jackson on the outside. That's they're, they're good. I can't say that they're, that either one of them are really like, you know, game breaking uh, cover corners. So, you know, for me, I mean, it, it, it is, it's, it's a nice spot, but if Justin Herbert starts throwing on them and he's got Keenan Allen, he's got Mike, uh, Mike Williams, um, you know, are they going to give up points? I kind of feel like for, for defenses, you know, yeah, obviously everybody always wants the, uh, you know, the, 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 the turnovers and everybody wants the, the defensive touchdowns. I think I'm kind of eyeballing it more in the sense of, you know, who, you know, what what's possibly the lowest scoring game without having to like pay too much. You know, I almost, I kind of like the Broncos at 3,300 yeah. against, you know, a, a turnover prone uh, Daniel Jones. Yep. I won't argue that one at all. You know, again, the one thing for me is more so Denver being on the road, but I mean, you know, Barkley is probably going to play but is he truly 100 percent? galladay was off the injury report but you know for how long you know daniel jones we know red zone turnover waiting to happen offensive line is still trash so yeah denver i think is definitely up there in the conversation probably gonna be pretty popular um i can see the panthers maybe even being popular against uh against the jets knowing the jets are going to want to run the ball um and if they do throw they have the rookie quarterback there i think there's some um you know maybe some options there um, anybody else, you know, are you, are you willing to pay all the way up for the 49ers against Detroit? 
Am I willing to? Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> how bad is Detroit, right? <laughs> I mean, think about this, right? It's it's Dan Campbell, who's not a good coach. It's Anthony Lynn, who's a horrible offensive coordinator. It's Jared Goff, who's not a good quarterback. Um, DeAndre Swift has been dealing with a groin issue uh, throughout they, the uh, They the, lost the an summer. offensive lineman today, too, I think. What's that? I think the Lions lost an offensive lineman today, too. Okay. Um, they literally cut their best wide receiver in Brashad Perriman and have now Tyrell Williams as their number one guy. With the exception of TJ Hawkinson, there is nothing on Detroit that has any appeal. So would I be willing to spend up for the 49ers? I guess. I mean, I don't, you know, 4,200 on a, on a, you know, on a defense does seem a little, uh, seems a little pricey, but you know, I mean, it's 900 more than I'd be willing to spend on the Broncos. So I guess it's, it's not terrible. It's not awful. No, it's not awful. I agree with you there. Is that going to be the new thing? Just pay up for whoever's playing Detroit? I think whoever's playing Detroit, and, and, and unless it's Jacksonville, it's uh, probably whoever is playing Houston this year, uh, Howard, is, is, is probably the way uh, a lot of people are going to be looking to swing their lineups uh, this season. Uh, any Anybody else? Do you have any interest maybe in Miami against Mac Jones? You know, Flores and the, the Dolphins defense coming into New England and you know, stifling out his old you know coach? No, I don't really have any, you know, I'm so down on my, I think it's just, I just hate Tua that much. I guess that's what it is. And I know that doesn't have anything to do with defense, but I no, there's really, you know, are there any matchups there? I mean, that, that kind of intrigue. I mean, you, you know, do you go with the Jaguars, right? Going up against Houston, Houston's trash. Tyrod Taylor is garbage. True. Um, you know, their running backs can't seem to get out of their own way. Uh, would would you be willing to do that? Um, I could be sold on it. I think I think I could be sold on it for sure. Because they, their goal was they said they want to run the ball with their committee of backs. A committee of backs that is led by Ingram, Lindsay, and David Johnson. So I uh, can't imagine much coming from that. So I, I, I think Jacksonville's kind of appealing here. I do. I, th- I think so. Um, will be interesting. You're to a see. sucker. I am a sucker. I agree with you on that one. Uh, <laughs> what about, what about taking that? You know, you're right. I, I, I am. I am a sucker. That's true. <laughs> uh, um, did you happen? You probably didn't because I'm going to spring it on you now. Did you happen to build a lineup, Howard? Or, um, I did not. I did not. Did you? I did. Ooh! All right, I, I wait a second. A, I have a lineup for us. All right, then know. let me uh, let me take a look. Is it a cash lineup or is it a GPP lineup? No, it's a GPP lineup. All right, hang on. Then I'm, let me uh, let me let me let me continue with you. Don't don't tell me yet. Don't. What did I just say? I just said don't tell me yet. I'm not telling you. All right. So I've got my quarterback. Bump bump bottom. Now I'm gonna pick. Okay, here's. Here's one running back I'm going to take. Hello. Welcome to my team. Um, let's see where I'm going to. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh, gross. No, I don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to do that. Oh, I, I might want to do this. 
All right, let me do that. Hold on one second. I'm almost there. Come on, Vamp, say something entertaining. Say something fun. Why, um, you know, what What are you having for dinner tonight, John? Oh, we had Chick-fil-A. We already had dinner. Uh, already had Chick-fil-A. Did you have a scoop of vanilla ice cream at the end just to no. kind of feel good about yourself? No. No, I didn't do ice cream. Uh, do you usually get ice cream with your Chick-fil-A? I don't even think. I guess they have shakes. Yeah, there. There's not even a Chick-fil-A around me here. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. See? Yeah. So that's what that's what I did. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, if you want, Howard, while you're building yours, I'll go over mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm in the, I'm in the, the, the bargain wide receivers right yeah, now. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So, listen, I talked it up already. I'm going Matt Ryan. I don't care about Arthur Smith. I believe in this matchup here against Matt Ryan, against Philadelphia, and the fact that they invested in Kyle Pitts. Um, so, I'm going to go Matt Ryan at quarterback, $6,000. I got Christian McCaffrey. As my running back at $9,500, I got Raheem Mostert. As my other running back at $5,800. Coming back in this matchup against Atlanta, I have Devonta Smith. I took the value in Paris Campbell at $3,700 going against Seattle. Uh, LaVisca Chenault at five k is my other wide receiver. At tight end, I have Kyle Pitts at $4,400. In my flex, Calvin Ridley. So we're going full stack here. Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley going against Philadelphia. And my defense is going to be the Washington football team. Wow. I like it. I like it. And that's entered, and I will be a fantasy millionaire come Sunday evening. Will you, though? Will you be a fantasy millionaire? All right. I hope so. I hope so, too. Dude, that would be amazing if you were. I'd be extremely excited uh, for you if that happened. All right. Let's see. I, uh, oh, geez, I need a. I need a defense here. I don't know if I have a, a decent defense. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. 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 Ooh. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's too much now. Now I don't need to, to do that. I can't. I can't. I have to. Is this, to, the, is this I, your usual internal thoughts method while you're making the uh, example lineups for everybody on Sunday? This is exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> is, is this the internal monologue that everybody doesn't isn't privy to while you're sitting in the shed building out these lineups for everybody? Um. Yeah. I guess the. I, I guess it is. I guess it is. All right. So this is what I put together for a GPP lineup. Um. God help me for it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sammy Darnold under center with my uh, with my my Panthers stack. Uh, Christian McCaffrey in there as well. Robbie Anderson is my uh, is my wide is one of my wide receivers. My second running back. Oh, you know what I can do? Wait a second. I've got to edit this one <laughs> second here. Well, who was it going to be? And now, who are you taking instead? Well, I'll tell you what. I was going to go with James Robinson, but I can just pay down for Raheem Mostert, and that will allow me to get in a much better... Here we go. So now I've got Sam Darnold, Christian McCaffrey. I'll go Raheem Mostert and pay down a little bit um, instead of James Robinson at running back. Robbie Anderson. How about a little Jalen Rieger? Going up against Atlanta. What do you I think like about I, I Rieger? I like Devonta Smith, but Jalen Rieger has been just as good in camp. So, 
that's kind of that's kind of where I was at. Now I could go with Devonta Smith, um, but he was uh, he, you know he's forty five hundred as opposed to Rieger, who's at thirty seven. Yeah, free. Yeah. Uh, Marquez Callaway at thirty four, right? Take the free square with everybody else. Travis Kelsey uh, sitting there over at um, as my tight end, so I, I go with that. Uh, going back against my stack, wouldn't it be just a hoot if Howard won the Millie Maker with a fucking Corey Davis flex play? It's not bad. I, I actually haven't been able to find a single yardage prop on Corey Davis yet. It's like everybody forgot that he is their number one receiver. So, um, but I think Corey Davis is, is actually a really good play potentially here against Carolina. So I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. All right. And then uh, the Broncos defense. Denver against the Giants. It's a good play there, Howard. So, uh, yeah, listen. Uh, good luck to everybody who's listening. Howard, of course, will have the playbook. And he'll have the dartboard. And they'll have the the example lineups out for everybody. The uh, playbook and dartboard will be out Saturday. The example lineups will be out Sunday. You can catch Howard and I actually answering all of your questions Sunday on the live stream, uh, leading into about like about an hour before lock. Howard, we're we're gonna be on eleven to twelve, I think. Doing live stream. Uh, the live stream is yes, eleven a.m. Eastern to twelve p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So we'll every be there. Sunday. In the premium subscriber chat uh, on Discord. So uh, if you want your start sick questions answered this year, got to get into our premium subscriber Discord. Uh, You can get that for a low price of $9.97 a month. Cancel any time. You can pay an annual cost that averages out to $6.97 a month, uh, you know, which is the cheapest overall value. Uh, It just comes in a one lump sum, renews every year. Um, if you want to go ahead and get all of your start sick questions in our premium discord, not only by Howard and myself live on the live stream, uh, but guys like Dan Malin, James Ronde, Justin Reelan, Ray Kuhn, Andrew Cooper, um, everybody basically in, on the Fantasy Alarm staff is in there answering your questions throughout the week, getting you ready uh, to be successful in fantasy football and DFS this season. So uh, make sure you go ahead and check that out if you want to get in that. Uh, Howard, parting thoughts here. Um, no, I really, you know what? I mean, listen, this is, it's, it's week one. Be sensible with your bankroll like that. It's, you don't want to just sit there. I mean, it's, it's so easy. I mean, you, you, you heard John and I sitting here talking about how many different players and how many different bargains are they at wide receiver? You know, I mean, obviously the number of permutations you can come up with for lineups is insane. Um, but, you know, you, you get better as the season goes on because you've got data from now. You're not looking at last year. You're not like John and Pemba saying Matt Ryan used to throw 40 times a game, so he's going to throw 40 times a game this time around. Like you're, you're actually going to know what's happening this year and what the schemes are looking like. So be smart. Be sensible here in week one. Uh, it is a very long season. Believe me, you, you, you'll bl- it'll blow your mind when you realize that we've got 17 weeks uh, this year of DFS fun. And, you know, as we're cruising along together, um, you know, and we're winning, we're going to do it because we're being smart about it. So don't go pissing away your whole bankroll here on week one. You don't yep. want to reload for week two. Yeah, definitely, you definitely don't want to reload. Uh, for week two, but definitely check out all we got going on and, and 
not only that, you got to check out the uh, the NFL DFS lineup generator. Uh, you can input all of Howard's playbook plays in there, limit the player pool, click on the playbook only playbook uh, button, uh, hit generate, and then you get you can make lineups using just the players that Howard has uh, in the playbook. It's a great feature. It's super customizable. You can make up to 150 lineups and export them right into DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, you know, if that's something that you're interested in doing, I love using the lineup generator, seeing what combinations come out and then kind of tweak them on my own. Um, boy, if you're in a rush or you don't want to, you know, go through the entire process, you just plug it in, hit the button and, uh, you can play whatever lineup comes out of there also. So uh, a lot of great things. You have a lot of great tools, content. Everybody's really invested uh, in making every, helping everybody win this season. Uh, but for now, for Howard Bender, this is John Pemba. We will catch you guys next week.